Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Fall and Rise of a Woman. On this episode, I'm going to speak about a newfound discovery. Something that has been bothering me and pondering on my mind for so many years. Uh, for those of you listeners who who actually possess a copy of my book, The Fall and Rise of a Woman, may actually recall that I've spoken about the absence of my father in my life. You know, me actually needing that father figure to be there to help guide me into adulthood and to pretty much have me alert and on my toes as far as what to expect from men, what to listen for, what to think, just what to actually be expecting as far as a, a good man versus a bad man and a true man versus a an untrue man and to I guess witness and to actually acknowledge if there are some falsehoods coming from him if if he's just running me game if he's just trying to just use me to get inside my pants or whatever the case may be. Of course my father's absence played a significant role in my rebelling against my mother and going out into the world of of promiscuity and just giving my body away willingly to to many many guys uh encountering me uh, actually being abused physically mentally verbally sexually uh being pregnant at a very young age at the age of 14 and being forced to have an abortion by my mother um you know just him not being there just just really contributed to a lot of the problems and the hardships that I went through growing up uh I spoke to my father earlier this week um he texted me and he actually was quoting some some sentences and some words that was actually in my book. So of course I was surprised to find out that my father actually had a copy of my book. And I was a little bit uneasy at the same time because I know that there's a lot of details that I placed in my book that are very graphic, raunchy, and um, degrading and in a way that it would possibly make you make you embarrassed if your family your mother and your father was to hear about it you know now now granted I did let my father and my mother know that I was in the process of actually making a book I spoke to my mother about it because it was real touchy situation as far as writing the book with my mother and her accepting it because I told my mother that she is in a she's she's in like 80% of the book and contrib- contributed a lot of the pain that I've actually encountered over the years in my past and it went a lot better than I actually thought it would I thought she was going to be angry feeling like she was actually betrayed or you know but she was like um at first she was saying she didn't want the world in her business whatever happened in our past it had to do with her was her business and her business alone so I had to just reiterate to her and let her know that the book is about my life it's an autobiography about my life you know you just happen to be a character in that book but you did contribute to the way that I was and the lifestyle that I've actually 
forced myself into because of the abuse that I actually had encountered from her. But she eventually was like, well, that's fine. I really wish you the best. And a lot of people have become successful from being authors. And I really do wish the best for you. So needless to say, my conscience was clear. And I was actually, a weight was lifted for me to actually continue with the process of writing my book. And the only thing that I actually spoke to my father about, you know, I just sent him I just sent him a copy of the book, not a copy of it, but I sent him a text message that actually had a picture of the image of the book in the title. And he was just saying that nice picture as far as the the, the actual um, cover of my book. But um, he reached out to me and we usually have our visits. He'll come over to my house on a Saturday after he leaves from church and always like clockwork around 12 p.m. So he came over here and he sat down. And of course, I was at uh, unease because I was like, oh, my gosh, my dad read the book. Oh, man, he's he read about how promiscuous I was, all the freaky things that I've done to men in my past, all the freaky things that men have done to me in my past. And my father is going to judge me. He's going to look down at me. He's going to be disgusted at what his one of his baby girls actually, you know, did in her past. But, you know, immediately I was like, you know, what? every one of us have a past. And if we keep trying to hide in the shadow of what we used to be and what we used to do, then there will be no progression. There will be no progress. There will be no, no, you know, no way out of what we've done in a way to actually walk into what we need to become. So he sat down and he was basically saying, I could tell he was a little bit disturbed by um, some of the content that I put in the book in regards to his absence and him not being there. And he just kept repeating that he wish I would have put in the book that our relationship now is on the up and up and that is, you know, it's, it's actually gotten a lot better. He is trying desperately to be more present in me and my sister's lives. But I was just letting him know that that book in its entirety was just basically about what I was going through when I was in such a dark place. Um, I just wanted people to know what I went through, why I went through it and how God brought me through it. And in the end, I'm going to write a spinoff. I'm actually going to do a part two of the book, which until will explain in detail how I have worked on repairing a relationship with my father, how he did come back into our lives. And hopefully I can be able to put in the book the repairing of the relationship that I have or do not have with my own mother which I'm still working on that, but that's not really going the way that I expected it, but it's okay, I guess, baby steps. And um, also, I want to be able to speak on how I found love and how I no longer uh, give myself away to many men, that it would just be one man, and I'm just a, you know, just, just all down for just love and just being faithful and loyal and and just actually experiencing what I've never experienced, which was an equally yoked love, a man that is of God, a man that will respect me, that will adore me, that will value me, who's a provider, who is actually my soulmate, um, who does all the right things and treats me the complete opposite of how I've become accustomed to be treating in my past. 
which was being abused and neglected and disrespected and devalued. He did mention to me, he, I guess it was weighing heavy on his heart that he wanted me to understand why he was not in me and my sister's life, why he left the household and left us in a single parent household with our mother. He admitted that when he was away overseas, because my, my father is actually retired from the military branch. He's actually in the Marines. And that's another thing that I felt so bad about, because in the book, I, I believe I incorrectly stated that he was a Navy SEAL and he's actually uh, was in the Marines. So I did apologize to him about that. So he didn't feel any ill will about that. So we laughed it off and we moved past it. But he mentioned to me that um, he actually put a ring on my mother's finger and he told my mother to, you know, to hold it down for him until he gets back from Korea. I believe he was in Korea. And he said that if she holds it down for him, when he gets back, everything will be good. She'll be well taken care of and he was going to marry her. Now, mind you, I never knew that my mother and my father were engaged to be married because she never spoke of this. In my mind, it was just maybe a fling, a little, you know, they knew each other growing up, you know, you know, temperatures flared, things happened, they got together and then they just happened to have created two children. I never knew that the relationship was escalated to the point of possibly marital bliss. But um, again, that's one thing that my mother kept from us. So I, I wasn't aware of that. I just thought that they were dating. Um, so he said that when he was on his way back home from career, Korea, not career, but Korea, he re he re encountered uh, being back in touch with a best friend of his. And um, his best friend told him, you know, I have something to tell you. And uh, I think that is something that, you know, I can't wait to, to, to let you know about. It's been bothering me. It's been weighing heavy on my spirit. So I need to get this off. So he spoke to his best friend. He actually agreed to meet with him. And they spoke. And what his best friend had revealed to him was devastating. His best friend told him that he and my mother actually had a relationship while my father was gone and not to get too deep into detail you know as far as to paint my mother in a more negative light than where she may possibly think that I've already painted her as a result of my book coming out because I, as I said before in another episode I love my mother very dearly but I felt like this needed to have been brought to the surface as far as my my father giving clarity on what exactly happened as that resulted in his absence in our life. But long story short, my mother was unfaithful. Uh, she, she messed around with my father's best friend, my father, my father's best friend out of, out of his self-conscious and guilt felt that it was important for him to reveal this information to my father. So, um, of course, you know, long story short, the relationship ended. My father moved out. He asked for his ring back and my mother was devastated because I guess she felt that a secret, a dark secret that she 
believe that would never come to service, surface or never come to light would be buried. And it actually came out and that caused the separation in the household, which forced my father out of the household. And he did admit to me that he was very hurtful for leaving me and my sister. But a, a pride, pride is everything. I mean, a, a pride will 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 cause a lot of things to just fall apart. You know, pride is a sin. And my father admitted that he gave into his pride. He didn't want to be there after what happened. The, the, the unfaithfulness and the deceit and the lies happened and, and it forced him to leave the household. And regardless of the situation, he wasn't thinking about his children when it happened. He was just only thinking and just focusing on the hurt that he had actually encountered and suffered from, from my mother being, um, unfaithful and disloyal so it, it kind of makes sense now some pieces of the puzzle are actually starting to fall into place because I now understand why she directs some of that anger and some of that pain and hatred towards me because I look so much like my father and I recall it's been times where she was angry at me and upset and was arguing and swearing at me and you know she would say you look just like your sorry ass daddy and you know so I never understood then why she would say those things and my father did mention something of that nature to me years ago when we we would sit down and we would just talk and laugh and you know just just you know I would enjoy hearing his stories and stuff of of how he was in the military and church and how he, you know, used to be addicted to crack and on drugs and how he, you know, found his wife dead in the house from an asthma attack and how he came back from that and how God brought him through his drug addiction. And he was possibly contemplating suicide because he felt like he had nothing else to live for and his children were scattered and he was just not around and just just so much that was weighing heavy on his shoulders. But. Um, he never told me that that was the main reason and the only reason as to why he deserted us because I felt like he just deserted us because it was military. He was traveling and, you know, he probably was, had his feel of, of women and things of that nature. And he just didn't want to be boggled down with, with two young children. And he was young and in the military traveling. So he made that clear. I, I still I can understand his pain um, and what part that he took and what role that he played in the separation of the family and him not being there to help guide me and my sister through life from a male's point of view and from a father's point of view to his daughters. I do know that he really was she was there to protect us, to guide us and to help us and to not have allowed so much abuse to actually occur towards us from our very own mother. And I do really believe in my heart that if he was there, that a lot of the abuse that I've actually encountered from my mother would not have taken place. I believe that she would have been in a much better place spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Uh, I really do believe that she would have been happy. Because the, the relationship and the marriage that she had with my stepfather was nothing, nothing more than just 
painful and hurtful and dark and abusive. And, you know, I, I didn't realize and didn't recognize any love there. I didn't, I didn't see any love there. I felt as if my stepfather was ashamed of the family that he walked into because he, he was from the islands and, um, I just felt like the way that he treated us and, and the lack of of his presence being there, it's like he looked forward more to traveling and going abroad and overseas than he did for being home and actually engaging with his family. But I love my father for his his transparency, from for his openness, for him his being honest and truthful. Um I really do appreciate that and and it's sad that it seems like it had to take me writing a book and me putting my feelings to the forefront for my father to feel that it was necessary for him to come to me and to explain to me the reason for his absence in our life. But however it unfolded, regardless, um, I'm just happy that it did happen. And um, I'm still waiting on that day for my mother to reach out to me and for her to tell her truth and for her to explain to me exactly what it was that was going on with her and why was her anger directed towards me because I'm not the only child. I'm, I'm the second of three children, but yet I received the most abuse, the most aggression and, and you know, so it, it really does make me wonder why me. But, um, again, I do appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening. Stay tuned. Um, I'm going to have some episodes where I'm going to start bringing in some of the readers who've actually read my book and their interest and desire to actually ask me questions in regards to my thought process on me writing the book. Uh, some of the events that I've actually relived in the book, um, their curiosity to know, uh, how I am mentally, spiritually, and emotionally now, being that I've came out of my darkest situations. And uh, I guess how what I went through with my mother, the relationship, how did it affect the relationship that I have with my children presently? And everything that they're just curious to find out about. So stay tuned to those episodes that will be coming up very soon. I'm actually going to be uh, establishing a YouTube channel where uh, I can be able to actually have some viewers on and, you know, just creating some more platforms for you guys to be able to listen and tune in and to engage and to interact and to find out more about me if you're interested in doing that. So thank you again for listening to The Fall and Rise of a Woman.